Come on, man. Come on. Everybody's running a little late, so wait two more minutes and we'll start the meeting. How are you making out? What's that, Jay? Everybody's here from Castagna? Okay. Um, I don't. I don't yeah, Mark is here from Castagna. Mark, okay, Mark. Yeah. Rick is coming. Yeah. You want a card? Yeah. Oh, his 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 office. We good? Are you good? Ready to start? Yeah. Okay. Would everybody please stand for the pledge of allegiance? Thank you. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. To the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Cell phones off, please. We have a long agenda. Uh, for the record, we we're going to move the uh, the different applications around. We're going to start with uh, two. Um, Public hearings. First public hearing will be on Shannon Mara, 15 Stanley Drive, Pauline, New York, 12564. Um, for the record, the applicant appeared before the Zoning Board of Appeals on January 19, 2022. The ZBA granted an area variance for the accessory apartment increased percentage. Therefore, the applicant can proceed with the planning board for a special use permit for the accessory apartment approval. Um, okay, so let me read. You have it? Mm -hmm. For the public record. Yeah, here it is. Mara, here it is. Yep. Okay. <clears throat> Notice is hereby given that a public hearing will be held by the planning board at the town of Pauling on Monday, February 7, 2022, at 7 p.m or assumed thereafter at the location of the Pauling Town Hall, 160 Charles Coleman Boulevard, Pauling, New York, 12564, for the purpose of hearing all persons for or against the granting of a special use permit for an accessory apartment approval for Shannon Mora, located at 15 Stanley Drive, Pauling, New York, 12564, Dutchess County, New York, designated tax map 134089-6957-00, Six six three one one seven. At this time, um, I'll ask. And anybody have any questions from the board? No questions on the application. I'm going to invite the public for any comments. Any comments from the public? None. So, so marked. Um, we're going to read, read the resolution. Who would like to read that resolution? Oh, I, yeah, I'm sorry. We will close that as there were no comments. Uh, we're going to close the public hearing at uh, 7.07. I'll second that. Uh, and, okay, we'll have a, a second. All those in favor? Aye. 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 Okay, uh, we'd like to re read the resolution. Who would like to read that resolution on 15 Stanley Drive? Anybody? only have to read the yellow highlight. Only the yellow highlighted. I'll read it. Okay, Mark. Um, I move that the planning board grant special use approval for the application for an accessory apartment in the existing residence in the form of the following resolution dated February 7, 2022, subject to the following conditions. And then we're not reading the conditions or, all right, got it. Uh, special use permit approval 
the planning board finds that the applicant has met the requirements of the town of Pauling for granting, granting of the requested special use permit approval and to the town of Pauling planning board hereby grant special use permit approval to the project subject to the following conditions as noted below uh, payment of all fees and three there will be no written or verbal notification from the planning board office when your site plan approval expires the planning board may declare the special use permit approval to be void and may recommend that the building permit if any be, re be revoked if in the opinion of the planning board substantial construction has not taken place within 12 months from the date of special use permit approval reference town code 215-47 uh, is that L okay all those in favor Wait, oh we'll take you can know, uh, uh, take a vote take a vote Dr. Bloom aye Gregory Bernard aye Anna Jaffia aye Ray Erickson aye Mark Friedman? Aye. Stephen Jobe? Aye. George Brem is excused. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Um, second item will be uh, kind of polling a public hearing. I'm going to read, read what it is. Um, Notice is hereby given that a public hearing will be held by the Planning Board of the Town of Pauling at, on Monday, February 7, 2022 at 7 p.m. or as soon thereafter at the location of Pauling Town Hall, 160 Charles Coleman Boulevard, Pauling, New York, 12564, for the purposes of hearing all persons for or against the granting of a special use permit for an accessory apartment approval for Jennifer Coleman located at 101 Herds Corner Road, Pauling, New York, 12564, Dutchess County, New York, designated tax map 134098-70058-00-5704. At this time, we'll read the resolution. Um, who'd like to... Well, I'll we open a public hearing first. Any comments from the public? Yes. Come bring, come up, please. State your name, please. And your address. Joseph Lomardozzi, 112 Herds Corner Road. Okay. Um, I live directly across the street. I had a couple of questions. Is it the cabin that's up for rental or attached to the house? Oh, come, come up. Come up. Hi. Nice to meet your neighbor. I don't. Uh, I, I hate to be the first lady meeting you to say yes. I'm directly across the street. Okay. Yeah. It's the, it's attached to the house. Okay. The cabin. Okay. My second question would be: Are do you plan on renting out the cabin also? No, I I, I don't think so because it's not really a livable condition. Right. Right. Um. It, um <clears throat> I guess I have just ha no more questions. I would just have a comment. Um, I'm directly across the street, so I get affected by... Sir, address the board, Sorry. if you would. Um, my question, my concerns would be that we bought this property knowing that we were on five acres and there would be no neighbors across the street from us. Um, renting out across the street um, would give us another neighbor, and potential more traffic, um, more cars, more people, more noise, and we are literally level with them, so we hear that. Um, that would be one of my biggest concerns. Also, if... I don't know if you're allowed to rent the house too, so she can have a rental apartment and maybe rent her house. Now I have two renters across the street from me. Um, that would be a concern of mine. Um, and the potential, if that cabin ever was fixed up, I'd end up with three rentals across the street. And now I'm living across the street from a rental complex. That that scares me. Um, you know, well, the reason why we moved to Pauling and that property 25 years ago was to to have that spacing and have that quiet boundary between us and I'll be losing that that's right the accessory apartment grants her permission to uh, occupy that one apartment not n no more than that could she rent her own house yes go ahead code does permit an accessory apartment on the premises special uh, section of code that permits it. But in order to obtain that permit, 
to uh, have the accessory apartment, the owner has to occupy okay. the major part of the premises. Good, good. So they can only have one apartment on the entire property. Okay. Um, I, I think that was it. Again, and just. Um, I live at 112 Hurst Corner. Can I state your name? Who are you? Uh, Patty McCarthy. McCarthy. So it's. Where do you live? It's 112 Hurst Corner Road. Um, down the road, if that, like, if this is granted now, then if the house is sold down the road, does that also carry over? Like, is it a forever kind of thing? Once, if this apartment was approved, is it approved forever for even the next? you know, potential person that comes into that home? Yes. Correct. Yes, it is. Once that, it's once it's granted, yes. Yeah, again, that's a concern I think we have because your intentions may be great. And we, we like that. Mm -hmm. But I've had issues with tenants across the street. Um, when I first moved into that property, the lady was renting, was in my driveway, shaking a rug off, screaming, got to get the rust out and got to get it out, got to get it out. And I had to deal with that. That's I moved there, I was only there a couple of months and I'm dealing with someone who I don't know, a stranger, who's renting, not even a homeowner. Um, and I have to take the burden of that. Um, that's concerning when I first moved in. So yeah, well, We understand your concern, but I, I think you can discuss it with your neighbor and if she's amenable to it, I don't think you'll have a problem. But what to, happens to, when she... When yeah, she I'm not, that's what I'm saying is when, if she was to move out, I, has, I have to deal with the aftermath of whoever else rents it out. They may not be as concerning as she is. Well, at that, at that point, uh, all complaints go to our code enforcement officer, and he investigates the complaint and then acts on that. So it, it's not a planning board issue, really. Once the accessory apartment is granted, it goes along with the property. Uh, therefore, if, like I said, should she sell the property at that point, the new owner is permitted to use that accessory apartment the same right. way. Right. And you have no control over... The rental obviously right so but if you have a complaint then it, it goes to our, our uh, building department. yeah so I think my biggest concern would be the reason why we moved here is so we don't have this issue um, by passing this there's a potential for that issue and then I would have to go to your next committee to deal with that that's, well are you, that's are you speaking against the accessory apartment that you don't you don't want to approve the accessory apartment is that what you're saying yes we do not I think part of it is, too, we feel as though, you know, if you say yes to one person on the block, then it, lead, it could lead to potential more renters on the block as well. You know, if I, you say yes to one, then you kind of have Well, to it only goes by property. Each property is a separate issue. Um, any comments from the board? Anybody would like to say anything? Um, doesn't agree to this do we? I mean I just I'm, is it possible for us to put a condition on the uh, on the special use permit that it terminates upon change of ownership transfer of title Mike's here. Mike's, Mike 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 could advise us Mike you have, um, the question is could we put a condition fire, fire, yes. okay So the um, uh, the board can place reasonable concerns on uh, reasonable conditions in connection with the permit. Um, uh, however, if the code doesn't provide that the the special permit is particular to the landowner versus uh, um, um, as opposed to you know no conditions. So if there's if there's no reference in the zoning code to making it particular to the landowner. I don't believe that's a reasonable condition for the planning board to put on. You could deal with, with, with the impacts of the ownership. Um, that you could condition maybe, you know, landscaping, screening, things that, that, that would offset impacts, right? Um, obviously, they've identified something they're concerned about, but uh, overall, the zoning code permits anyone in that district that has greater than five acres to have an accessory apartment. Uh, so in theory, anybody that came through, as long as there weren't uh, very particular concerns, um, noise, light, things of that nature, uh, I don't believe that's an appropriate condition to put on that permit. 
If it was expressly stated in the zoning code, then certainly yes. But but otherwise, uh, just the actual tangible impacts as opposed to ownership would be would be appropriate. Is, is it possible to put a uh, a renewal on it that they would have to come back to us in a I don't know three year period or something like that? So where um, issues at that time? Again, if it's not limited in the code, then then uh, uh, then generally you wouldn't put those those types of uh, conditions on. Yeah, yeah, and and. I'm sorry. Speaking yeah. The uh, code does permit special permits for a time limit to be set. Okay. Very often, if there's a time Yeah. No. No. Thanks, Ron. Three I, time. If there's there's an interest to the board, you might have them have some specific statutory period for them to come back, right. so you can check in one more time to be sure that there's no issues uh, with the granting of a special permit. If after that time they come back in and reapply, <laughs> you may then consider it a permanent. Uh, well, can we do it for a, a period of time, such as uh, a three-year period, or okay? What's the suggestions from the board? Anybody? Jay? I had a number of three years in my mind it's as well. This gives an opportunity yes. to uh, to check in on this. I'm sorry. Did, did you think if they had greater than five acres? Uh, five acres. I, I believe that was the minimum for the special. Oh, they're, no, they're in the no, R3 oh, uh, zone, right, Ron? Or three, three acres. Three acres. Any, yeah, it's any zone that has three or more. residential zone is allowed for special use permits for accessory apartments. So you have to have three acres or more to be able to have an accessory apartment? Is that what you're saying? Have special accessory apartments in different acreage zone within the town. Can, can I just clarify something? Because I have in my notes here, um, we have a couple of accessory apartments before us right now, and it's hard to keep them all straight. Um, Ms. Coleman is came before us and said that she's looking to sell the house, right? Is that a different application? Yes, that was the one before us. That okay, so maybe it would be helpful if you could just refresh the board, our memory as to what your intentions were with I just bought the house. It was nice to meet you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I think if you remember, if you remember, she she uh, completely renovated it from a four four apartments, I think, originally, and now she made one accessory apartment out of it. The building inspector found three legal apartments. Okay. When the place was being sold. So she so came she and she renovated, one and now she has one accessory apartment. So we're three before. Right. Right. That's that's my concern. Is yeah. So Would you accept the uh, the permit to be um, renewed, uh, perhaps after a three-year period? Well, my concern there is that there's a burden on it to pay another fee. Do I have to pay again in three years if it's... You have to pay another fee for renewal? Are they renewing it or I have to pay... No, there's no fee for renewal. And they want to review it in three years, no problem. So then, any, any other comments from the board? I like the idea that it's the house, not the apartment, but not the cabin. The cabin is literally unlike right in my front door. So what we're going? Now we're across the street. Yeah. Oh, we want to move on. So what we're going to do is, if that's, if we're going to, uh, have a renewable permit after a three-year period of time. That way, we can follow up on what's going on during a three-year period. 
Is that okay for you? No, it's not. Okay, it's just a review of the permit. Yeah, we did. Oh, for the record, we did get a letter of support for the application from a concerned neighbor. So um, we're amenable to uh, allow that accessory apartment as it stands. So, but we heard your concern and uh, we're going to modify it by saying that it'll be a, a three-year period. So I'm sorry, just one last question, just for our, our knowledge on, at our house. If you have three acres, you are allowed to have one accessory apartment? Is that what you're saying? Joanne. Joanne. In any of the residential zoning districts, a person can apply for a special use permit for an accessory apartment, whether it's R1, R3, or CD5. So they get owner-occupied one accessory. Okay, so yeah, you're only allowed one. I didn't know that. that okay. Um, I'll, I'll, actually, I, I think we'll take a motion from the board to uh, modify the application, uh, the special use permit for a three-year period. Well, I think if we, we could just make the motion to approve and make that a condition. Yes, with that condition. Okay, we'll make a motion to approve the application. Close the public hearing. Close the public hearing. Okay, second. Do we have a second? I'll second. Okay, we'll have a second. The public hearing has been closed. At this time, I'll entertain a motion to approve the application with the uh, a three-year uh, renewable term. would like to make that. I move that the planning board grant special use approval for the application of Jennifer Coleman and the plan entitled property survey for 101 Hertz Corners Road prepared by Robert Campbell LS in the form of the following resolution dated February 7th, 2022, subject to the following conditions. The permit shall be renewed uh, the three-year anniversary in writing. Uh, okay. The planning board finds that the application has met the requirements of the town of Pauling for granting of the special granting of the requested special use permit approval and the town of Pauling planning board hereby grants special use permit approval to the project subject to the following conditions as noted below payment of all fees and there will be no written or verbal notification from the planning board when your site appro plan approval expires. The planning board may declare special use permit approval to be void and may recommend that the building permit if any be revoked the opinion, if in the opinion of the planning board substantial construction has not taken place within 12 months from the date of special use permit approval. Reference town code 215-47. Okay, do I have a second? I'll second it. I'll oh, have a second. We'll take a roll call vote. Joanne, please. Aye. 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 George Bram is excused. Okay. The next item on the agenda, we're prepared to uh, hear from the Woods in Pauling um, at this time. Yes. State your name and please yes. for the record. Uh, good evening, Dr. Bloom, members of the planning board. My name is Judson, J-U-D-S-O-N, Siebert, S-I-E-B-E-R-T. I'm a principal member of the law firm of Keenan Bean PC, a colleague of Rick O'Rourke's who is recovering from surgery, so I'm here tonight in his stead. I'm joined by Ken Carney. Um, we're here on behalf of the applicant. Obviously, the public hearing's been closed, uh, and if there are any questions, we can answer them. Okay. <laughs> Mr. Chairman, before you start, Andrew Maggio was here last uh, evening, representative of the resident. As you're all aware, the DBA appeal was filed. Uh, part of that appeal is automatic stay. Um, I, I've read. Yeah, but Step back and let him to the microphone because otherwise. Part of that appeal is a statutory stay. Um, I've read the position of the planning board, of planning board's attorney with respect to the uh, Marinic Beach and Yacht uh, case. That's a case from the Marinic where I'm from. I'm fully familiar with that. Uh, the stay in that situation wasn't granted because the planning board was beyond their 45 days and the, uh, the residents, the homeowners association who objected didn't have an injury. They weren't adjacent property owners. In this case, we do have uh, adjacent property owners 
and uh, the injury is a uh, is an impact on the property value. So I ask you to, I know you're close in time, but you're not totally out of time on this, and I ask you just to give the uh, zoning board and any courts uh, an opportunity to be, uh, to, to exhaust the administrative interpretations, as the law says, to avoid dueling interpretations. So we don't want to have a planning board make one decision, a, a ZBA make a different decision, and a court make a, another decision and, and split the, uh, the process. So I ask you just for, for a short adjournment for the ZBA to, to I don't see any prejudice in, in asking for that or granting that. I just ask that the procedure be followed and the ZBA have an opportunity to uh, interpret the uh, CEO's December 8th decision. Thank you. Well, with all due respect, the matter is on for a determination on a CEQA and the site plan uh, subdivision. Um, the planning board acknowledges that the neighbors have appealed to the zoning board, but there's no stay in effect. And it doesn't, it doesn't go into effect. Only the applicant can, can do a stay. So also, also, the timeline for making a decision on the application expires tomorrow. Uh, if the planning board members want to discuss it, that's fine. But the case law on the matter provides the applicant with the right to have the matter voted upon. And I would say that's where we're going to go ahead tonight. Yeah. Yeah. My only point is There's no discussion, sir. Sir, 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 I allowed you to speak. Uh, this is not a public forum. Yeah, no, I allowed you to speak as a courtesy to I the neighbors. But there's no, there's, no, there's, no, there's no debating this. I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not debating. I just want to just add one last thing to what you just said very briefly. And that is this board asked the CEO, the, the building inspector, for an interpretation as to intensity. And this board is now going to move to final vote when they haven't gotten an answer. Again, again, I'm going to say that is that is the end of your discussion. Sorry. I'm done. Thank, Thank you. you. And please make sure that's on the record. Sure. And Dr. Bloom, not to belabor this, but I concur with your position. Um, I'm not from Ameranek, but I'm familiar with that case because my firm litigated that case on behalf of Ameranek Beach and Yacht Club. And if you read the decision, it clearly says. The stay is not available to third parties, and the reason the politician came down that way is because they recognized you can't have people come in on the cusp of a decision and try to throw sand in the gears by filing a third-party appeal. So uh, I concur with your position, and I'd ask the board to go ahead and adopt those resolutions. The position is not only mine, but our, our attorney. So therefore, uh, that's the way we're going to proceed tonight. Um, so I, I'm going to ask uh, somebody on the planning board to do a negative declaration. We're going to start with that. The resolution number four of 2022. Anybody want to read it in yellow, please? Uh, it's resolution five, right? Uh, four. 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 Do four first. Yes. You have it? You have it? Okay. I have it. Resolution 4 of 2022, I move that the Planning Board determine as set forth in the following declaration dated December 20th, 2021, that the site plan entitled The Woods at Pauling, Consagna Commerce Park, has been declared an unlisted action under uh, Seeker, that the proposed action will not have a significant effect on the environment uh, for the following reasons and that no environmental impact statement will be required. Now therefore be resolved as follows, that the Town of Polling Planning Board as lead agency has determined that the proposed action described below will not have potential significant harmful effects on the environment and a draft environmental impact statement will not be prepared and does hereby adopt a, the negative declaration attached hereto. And be it further resolved that the planning board does hereby issue this negative declaration pursuant to the requirements of the, the State Environmental Quality Review Act. 
six n y c r r six one seven dot six g seconded by i'll second it let's take a, a, a roll call vote please dr boone aye Aaron Chapia? Aye. Jay Erickson? Aye. Mark Friedman? Aye. Go? Aye. George Brem is excused. Thank you. Uh, at this point, does anybody on the on the board have anything to say about the secret declaration that has been approved? If nobody says that, then we're going to go on with the Subdivision and site plan approval resolution, which is resolution number five, 2022. Uh, who would like to read that, please? Well, I'll do it. Resolution five of 2020. I move the planning board grant subdivision and site plan approval for the application entitled Castagna Commerce Park, the woods at Pauling, drawings prepared by DTS Provident Design Engineering, LLC, in the form of the following resolution dated February 7, 2022, subject to the following, follow, following conditions. Subdivision approval. One, the planning board finds that, that the applicant has met the requirements of the town of Pauling for granting of the requested subdivision appro approval. And two, the town of Pauling planning board hereby grants subdivision approval to the project subject to the following conditions as noted below. A, payment of all fees. B, receipt of the following outside agency approvals and or permits. New York State Department of Transportation, New York State Route 22 Access Driveway, New York State Department of Environmental Conservation, Speedy's General Permit, GP-0-20-001. Dash zero zero one wastewater speedies permit and 401 uh, water quality certification. Dutchess County Department of Behavioral and Community Health Water Sewer Collection Systems. Pauling Joint Sewer Commu Commission Sewer Discharge into PG PJSC facilities. New York City Department of Environmental Protection. Uh, SWIP SWPPP C resolution of any technical issues contained in the February 2nd 2002 memorandum of Ronald J. Gaynor PE PLLC which remain outstanding D confirmation by the town attorney that the appropriate easements are in place for access and utility purposes to serve the project. Three, the chairman is authorized as officer of the planning board to endorse the final plat when conditions 2A through 2D have been met. Site plan approval. Four, the planning board finds that the applicant has met the requirements of the town of Pauling for granting of the requested site plan approval. And five, the Town of Pauling Planning Board hereby grants site plan approval to the project subject to the following conditions as noted below. A. Receipt of approvals from the following agencies. New York State Department of Transportation, um, New York State Route 22 Access Driveway, New York State Department of Environmental Conservation Speedy's General Permit. Am I reading this twice? Mm -hmm. I have two of the same pages. I'm sorry. So I should be on C, right? On page five? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. C. The funding of the van lease acquisition school bus purchase contribution and the fire department location and the creation of an escrow for the bus shelter pending approval didn't i read page four that was part of the uh, subdivision that's picked up again in the site plan so just start page four then yeah. 
New York State Department of Environmental Conservation Speedies General Permit, GP020001 Wastewater Speedies Permit, N401 Water Quality Certification, Dutchess County Department of Behavioral and Community Health Water and Sewer Collection Systems, polling Joint Sewer Commission Sewer Discharge into P PJSC facilities, New York City Department of Environmental Protection, SWPPP B. If upon review of the, the town attorney of the documents created, the Transportation Corporation's form to provide water and sewer services service to the hamlet of Pauling, am amendments to the corporations are found necessary to expand these utility services to supply the Woods Appalling project. These documents shall be modified by the applicant to permit extension of <coughs> such services. C, proposed method of ownership and maintenance of the project's shared elements, including roadways, common, open space, recreation and utility systems, etc., shall be identified and include a declaration of co covenants and restrictions that will govern any homeowners association if established, which shall be subject to the review and acceptance by the town attorney prior to filing in the county clerk's office. D, resolution of any technical issues contained in the February 2nd, 2022 memorandum of Ronald J. Gaynor, PE, PLLC, which remain outstanding. Six, the chairman is authorized as officer of the planning board to endorse the site plan when conditions 5A through 5D have been met. Seven, prior to insurance of a, insurance of a building permit authorizing the construction of the buildings and and all other site improvements showing on the approved plans, the applicants shall provide a following, the following documents for the, the town records. A, pursuant to chapter 171-10A, uh, the applicant shall post a restoration bond in the amount of $150,000 and an association, associated inspection fee of $7,500 covering the erosion control and site stabilization measures required to, the, to protect and restore the site. B, a permanent easement shall be obtained from Yucca, Yucca Company LLC, CL Castagna Realty, covering the access proposed across their site on the on the Route 22 corridor, subject to the review and acceptance of the, of the town attorney, and subsequently filed with Dutchess County Clerk's Office and the town. C, the funding of the van lease acquisition, school bus purchase, contribution, and fire department located, and the creation of an escrow for the bus shelter pending approval by DOT of the bus stop. Eight, prior to the town building inspector's insurance of a certificate of occupancy, authorizing occupancy for the structures upon their completion pursuant to local law 171-18, the applicant shall provide a fully executed maintenance agreement for the future operation and maintenance of the stormwater management practices proposed for the site in a form acceptable to the town attorney and binding on all subsequent landowners and recorded in the <coughs> office of the county clerk as a deed restriction on the property. Nine, there will be no written or verbal notification from the planning board office when your site plan approval expires. The planning board may declare the site plan approval to be void and may recommend that the building the building permit if any be revoked if in the opinion of the planning board sub, substan, substantial construction has not taken place within 12 months 
from the date of the site plan approval. Reference town code 215-47I. Erosion control permit approval, 10. Pursuant to chapter 171 and based upon the details contained on the latest design drawings and supported technical information provided by the applicant, the planning board also hereby grants an erosion control permit as part of the subdivision and site plan approval for the project and refers the stormwater manager officer code enforcement officer to issue the environmental Jesus permit concurrently with any with any building permits issued I started okay <laughs> okay thank you Aaron uh, at this time is there any comments from the board that they would like to make before we take a vote we have to second it we have to second, yeah, second the, second the resolution. Anybody like to second? Second. Greg seconds it. Uh, okay. Uh, does anybody like to make any comments from the board about the resolution? I have uh, <clears throat> one. I have a few, few comments. First one is that um, the purchase or lease of the van from the Pauline Resource Center. Has there been any uh, communication from the Pauline Resource Center that? They'll be able to take advantage of that, um, be able to use drivers, have driving resources. A van is no good unless you have a driver. And I, my understanding from some communications is that they have they don't have the drivers available. So yeah, I had one. Uh, well, we've had a couple conversations, but the last conversation I had, that's their concern. Is uh, and what we said is we're going to get better organized not just with our uh, the Hamlet polling tenants, but the new tenants to try to get some volunteers. Um, so we believe that with this van that is going to be practically dedicated for that area, um, where the expectation is to get more volunteers. That's the hope right now. Why, why does the PRC need to administer it if it's, if it's going to live at the development and can it, like, what's the reason that the Poly Resource Center, just to have an entity that would accept the, the nonprofit donation, or I just, if it's going to be for the, the developments and driven by people from there? Because the Polling Resource Center uh, has a history of uh, providing transportation and, and other services. Uh, they were very instrumental uh, during COVID with our, with our senior tenants. Um, they have uh, their van has gone in there since we've opened up uh, on various occasions or periodically uh, to uh, to pick the tenants up and take them. So uh, that's the hope. Okay. Yeah, it seems like it's. I mean, the intent is there, and the you know should be able to find the volunteers. But I just wanted to raise it as an issue that had been raised to me. Um. Anybody? Anybody else have any comments? That was the only comment. Huh? I thought he said he had two. No. Uh, I, well, I did have. I did oh, want to ask comment? Mike and Ron just just to make sure there were no outstanding issues that you think we need to consider at this point, other than the technical issues that are noted in Ron's February second memo. Yeah, the, uh, for me, I've, I've been one last time through the entire plant set, and that would be uh, the comments were culminated in that February two memorandum. in the resolution itself, they're identified as conditions of approval that have to be satisfied. There is a lot to sign. Okay. Hey, my, my comments are limited to the review of the legal docs, implementing the, the overall corporate park, making sure that there's an easement for access to the parcel is subdivided now to come across Kitsaki Drive. And After that, there isn't much left from a uh, legal perspective. And, and again, similar to, to Ron, those things have to be provided before I decide. So I'll look at those and review them. I can be signed and recorded. Thank you. Um, anybody else have any comments? I was just going to ask Mr. Kearney, uh, are the applications readily available for occupation of 
of these and, and how soon will they be available for the public? Uh, and also, I heard tell that it's difficult to get applications to the hamlet itself um, through the grapevine. And so I don't know if that's true or not, but maybe the application. What's the process for the applications? Uh, well, the applications aren't available yet. The applications will be available once we reach, um, I would say, substantial completion, but probably uh, 14 to 15 months after, uh, after we break ground. However, anybody can call our office. Anybody can call our office and get on a list of interested people, and that ensures that an application will be sent to you. As far as uh, the Hamlet appalling, same thing. They, anybody can call our office. Anybody can go to the, that office is uh, only is open three days a week. It's open Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. There's applications available there. There's applications available uh, online. Some people are frustrated. Um, they may go there on a Tuesday or Friday, and the office is closed. But my office, 845-306-7705. Um, the young lady at the phone is uh, well-versed in, in uh in handling calls such as that. So we encourage anybody who has any interest to call the office, get your name uh, on a list. That will ensure that when the applications come out, uh, they will receive one. Okay. Um, now at this point, uh, I guess we were ready for a vote. Um, okay, Secretary, please. Did Mark have a comment? Mark, you no, have I something to say? Um, you know, I, what? I didn't have a, a formal comment to make. Okay. I was just. Well, before we vote on the resolution, uh, if anybody has anything to say about that, uh, we'll accept it now. Otherwise, we'll go on for a vote. Okay. Uh, Secretary, please. Dr. Bloom. Aye. Gregory Bernard. Aye. Aaron Chapia. Aye. Jay Erickson. Nay. Mark Friedman. Nay. Job. Aye. George is excused. Resolution has passed. Um, at this point, um, we'll move on to the next application. Can I just make a statement? Sure. Just quickly for the record, I, I uh, this is a really hard uh, decision to vote on. It's been passed, but I just want to note that uh, the struggle was with the code and the code being ambiguous and having a clear intent in the code to have this thing staged in a certain way, having been part of the conversations in 2016. The intent is consistent with that. Um, and, uh, you know, ultimately, there's lawyers and judges to really get into the details of this code. But um, uh, it, because of the ambiguity, I, I felt it was necessary to vote with my conscience. But um, I do want to uh, commend the applicant for, for being flexible on a lot of issues, working really hard to move this forward on the design, on the um, the amenities for the community. I, I do want to express gratitude for that. And this has been, been a long and hard process and emotions on all sides and, uh, and, a, and a tough decision for everybody. So just want to say that. Again, the decision was based on not emotional decision, but based upon a law and the way um, we followed, followed all the rules and crossed all the T's and dotted every I. And at this point, uh, resolution has passed. Uh, we'll, we'll move on to the next application. Um, the application is the uh, American Society for Prevention of Cruelty to Animals. Um, Good night. Thank you for your time and your volunteers. Sure. Uh, ASPCA uh, is asking for a time extension uh, located at the intersection of Route 22 and 55 beginning February 20, 28, 2022 and ending to April 2nd, 2022. I need a motion to grant that uh, ex time extension. Does any of this uh, impact what they were saying about the tree cutting, though? Is this consistent with their prior timeline? That tree cutting started um, weather bearing last Thursday. No, I, I understand that, but why are they why are they um, requesting an extension again? I think they're they're I I believe that they're uh, reducing the size of the building. Coming in with the coming in with another application, with another site plan. Probably okay. sometime this week. 
so they'll need a they'll need an extension. So uh, let's grant them an extension. If you'd like to read the uh, the motion, uh, yeah. Do you have it? Um, I'll oh. make a motion to okay. grant time extension for the ASPCA located at the intersection of Route 22 and 55, beginning February 28, 2022, and ending April 2nd, 2022. Seconded what? by. I'll second it. All right, we'll have a second by Mark. All those in favor? Aye. 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 Okay, motion is granted. Um, next item on the agenda is, um, I guess we'll do David and Mary Simmons. Uh, applica the applicant came before the board to present the rezone request. And we'll listen to proposals. Anybody's here from? Yeah. All right, come on. Come on up, please. Good evening. Sure. We've had a lengthy conversation with Michael, and my client, the Simmons, who are living on Beulah Road, actually have a house there. They have a lot next door that they would like to put a single-family house on, on one story, because Mr. Beulah is having trouble with the two-story house that they're in now. We can't do it because we're in an industrial uh, commercial zone. We're 200 yards from 22. So before we went through a whole process of a zone change, we wanted to come before your board just to get your input to see if it would be viable at that point. I have copies of the surveys. One of the board members. The house is on the plot, and there's a one-acre lot next door. see on the plat, their existing house is there with the pool. They have the one acre alongside of it at that point in time. That's where they would like to build the new house, all on one level at that point. And we can't do it without uh, a zone change, which was Michael's uh, recommendation, uh, and just move the zone line back to the property line. Instead of having it 200 yards from the Route 22, we would ask that the town board change that zone and make the, the uh, end of the zone the end of our property line. So that we then would be back in a residential zone and they could move forward with the construction of the house. They still have to come back before you if it was approved for subdivision, obviously uh, health department approval for the septic of the house, but that's the general concept of what they would like to do is just build a house alongside the existing one, sell the existing house and then move into the new house. After is it one acre, one acre on, the, on the one acre lot? It's, yeah, it's, two, yeah, it's one acre on that lot. Yeah, it's, it's conforming at that point. It's 2.98 in total. So the one lot they want to build on is an acre plus. And that's but it's currently owned by uh, Safferstein? No, actually, they own both lots. Uh, this is the lot to the to the east? I believe so, yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. What's the... Did it transfer ownership recently? No, they've had it for seven or eight years. It may be an old plat that they that we have at that point, but they've Dutchess, had the Dutchess County currently thinks it's a large Dave Establishment. Yes. It's not coming up. You have it up there now? Yeah. What what zone is this? This is our our forty nine it's showing up as forty nine business. Address is forty nine. Residential. Residential. Something. Uh, I don't know if we can set a precedent. It's not up to the planning board to do that. Right. It's a town board, but I understand from uh, Michael that we would make the application to the town board. They would refer it to you. You would then give your input and report back to the town right. board. So Our attorney is here, Michael. Would you just like to clarify? Yeah. So I had spoken to so do you guys. This is Tim Curtis. <laughs> First of all, uh, uh, Tim and I have known each other long time. My entire career. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's known people for many careers, I'm sure. Uh, but but Tim called my office to to talk about his his uh, client's request, and primarily the question was, what's the most efficient way to to facilitate a request like this to to the town? And that we we were having a discussion about whether or not a use variance would be more appropriate or a zone change, and uh, and and I felt that from a uh, both from a, a legal perspective, right, in dealing with the, zone, the zoning board of appeals on a use variance is very difficult because the test is so high, 
the test essentially is that you have to prove to the board with dollars and cents evidence uh, that there is uh, no capability for, for uh, 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 any financial return in the parcel. And I understand that there's characteristics about this particular piece of property that may, do make it difficult for use for commercial purposes and it may be more suitable for residential purposes. Uh, uh, given that, um, even though it, that could be difficult, uh, my advice uh, to Tim was, I think the appropriate thing here is to seek the zone change, to alter the zoning boundary for that particular parcel, to move it into the area that um, you guys. My, my, my concern would be that anybody else in the, in the HB zone will come around and say the same thing. Say, well, you know what? I, I want to put a I want to put it on my lot. I have that, an extra that, that is, one acre lot. And now you, if we grant it, if the town board grants it to them, there's no reason they can't grant it to somebody else who comes from an HP zone. It, that is a concern. It, and that is, that is not, concern. Not only, but not only do you set a precedent that way, but it's, it's very hard. Uh, it, once you lose commercial property, you don't zone, you don't rezone. It's very hard to rezone from residential to commercial because as you saw in the last application, um, that, you know, res, that, it, people are more inclined to to have the commercial uh, on a Route 22 corridor, I, I believe. Than, than oh, I'm sure you're right. Yeah. It's, well, well, it's, it'd be very hard to do the opposite to change sure. it from residential to commercial. Because what I'm saying, it, right? So, well, the town board did did last year or the year before change some residential properties to commercial, commercial. off of, off of 22, not directly on 22. Uh, one of one of them was my house as well. So I know. Um, uh, but so the town finish. board can do as they please, but the fact is that you may be setting a precedent, but that's up to the town board. So, uh, Mike, just to finish, Tom, I, I um, yeah. um, again, I just wanted to get into the reason as, as to why we, we had reached a, uh, um, why I reached the conclusion that, that I did. Um, uh, and again, I, I don't have, you know, significant detailed topographic information about the parcel or an engineer's design, but my understanding is that is that it, it could be very difficult to develop commercially. And while there could be support for the grant of a use variance, um, parcels that are that are developed uh, with the grant of a use variance, uh, there's sometimes future concerns uh, that deal with the marketability, the, the marketability of the property. Uh, in the sense that a use variance might be granted to residential, but the zoning board may not adopt any bulk standards. And so the most clear thing from a, from a, a, a future title perspective is, is that zone change. Again, it comes with, with issues. Um, and I had said to Tim, I said, Tim, I think one thing you might want to do is before you go down that road and file an application with the town board, present some information to the planning board to see what your proposal would look like. And separate and apart from the actual zoning designation, if it was something that the planning board uh, recognized as, as uh, uh, developable for that purpose, um, it would be coming back to you guys eventually for a recommendation and a report. So my thought was, hey, look, come here, get, you know, test the waters, see what the, what the thoughts of the planning board are, and then the owners can decide. <laughs> Can you, they want to skin that cat. Can first. you, now that I have a better understanding, can you clarify again what piece we're talking about on this survey? Yeah. Let me just... So you're talking about subdividing the existing or this existing separate lot? Subdividing the existing. Okay, this that's what I was confusing. And you're talking about carving an acre to the east. But that's... Yeah, one to the east. Okay. We were told it was commercial because we're more than... We're it's all commercial. So the ha the existing house is built on commercial land. Commercial land. Yeah. Right, but we it's it's why. between two. There's there's resident. I'm looking at the. So there's the residential on the right. Route 22. Right. The there's there's no frontage on 22, and you would be putting a house between two existing houses. Correct. Right. Correct. And there's it's no a residential on 22, street. So. I mean, it's basically Bueller Court, just a residential street with nothing but six or eight houses on it. Eight and the houses. eight houses with this vacant lot would be nine. Yeah, I mean, I think they're legitimate slippery slope uh, concerns in the precedent Good. setting, but I will say, from my opinion, from this particular use in this particular lot, um, it seems, uh, it, I can't imagine it ever being developed commercially, and I think it's appropriate for it to be residential. I, I, I agree. I, I think uh, it's a reasonable request. 
Okay. But, it, of course, it's going to be up to the town board. Of course, yeah. We, we just want to get your input because we know we'll be referring it to you guys. And if, if the, Does anybody board, else want to give your opinion, Greg? No, I, I again, my initial was that you don't want to yeah. give up commercial properties. But in this, now that you see it more clearly, what they're trying to do here, it does make sense. So, so okay. we gave you the guidance, I yeah, guess. Yeah, good. That's, that's really what we were looking for. Okay. They probably will when we come back at that point. We said you're, of ultimately we'll come up and physically look at it. Well, you have a private road that, that runs runs down there, too. Yes, that wouldn't even be allowed by commercial. Okay. So we gave you the guidance. Okay. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you. It's your option still. Even after talking to the planning board, if you guys decide, you know what, the zoning board is the better way to go, that's, you, you know, I, I, I just wanted to present you with, with what I thought was the Yeah, no, and I understand. I, I, you know, I agree with you. I think it's the cleanest way to do it at this point in time is to ask for the zone change, because I think we're going to have a real bit hard time establishing these variants. You could. Yeah, yeah, I think so, too. All right, well, thank you very much okay. for your time, Joe. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Uh, the next item on the agenda uh, we'll do with Stuart Leaf. And Claire Silberman, an environmental permit located at 1670 Route 292 in Whaley Lake. Uh, I'll take a motion that we're going to waive some environmental situations. Uh, I would like to make that motion and read it. I'll, I'll do it. You have it? I'll make a motion that the, the board. Waves Chapter 111 Freshwater Wetlands and Water Course Protection Sections as per 11-6E4C2-11-6.1 11-6.A and 11-6.C. Public hearings, referrals to outside agencies and performance bond and then refers this permit to to the stormwater management officer subject to proof of insurance for liability and disability and worker workers compensation with the town appalling shown as an additional certificate holder and a second second by I'll second it uh, all those in favor uh, aye aye okay uh, next item on the agenda is Quaker Valley Farm Nine Meeting House Road. Uh, it's going to be for an environmental permit. Uh, he, uh, Mr. Audis, our, our environmental director, has reviewed the application and he provided the board with a memorandum dated February 2nd, 2022. And the board is in receipt of a letter from the code enforcement officer dated February 20, February 3rd, 2022. Uh, we reviewed the application, so we need an app. We any questions or comments on the Quaker Valley Farm? If not, uh, well, I'll entertain a motion to grant a timber harvesting permit to the Quaker Valley Farm. Uh, anybody like to read that motion? Uh, Jay. Oh, sorry. Walter has a bunch of conditions, and those are noted in the resolution. Um, you have the conditions, sir? Uh, okay. In, in, in number nine of his sure. letter. Yeah, there's, there are conditions. Okay, so those are all, those are all woven in here? Wait, I have he has it. Uh, our secretary has it. Language looks a little different, but... So subject to the following specific... Uh, Selected harvesting. You you have it. Do you want me to? Do you want me to? Yeah, read that. Yeah, read read the motion. No, why don't you just uh, read it as as Walter's memo dated and put the date on it. Conditions in Walter's. Yeah, memo. I mean I can I'll read the motion. I'll put it. I'll put it yeah, Walter's put in the conditions. conditions. Right. Unless anybody wants to talk. Yeah, about all right. Put, read the motion and then we'll put in the conditions. Okay. Uh, so uh, I'll make a motion to grant a timber harvesting permit to Quaker Valley Farm. Located at 9 Meeting House Road, application proposes selective harvest of mature timber on approximately 25 plus or minus acres of woodland to stimulate regrowth of woody generation. 
to to greater benefit of a wide variety of local wildlife species in their habitat. Approximately one half of the timber harvest will be hauled out of the road access. Applicant proposes to conduct timber harvesting commencing on March 1st, 2022 and complete timber harvesting prior to March 31st, 2022. Applicant is not proposing any grubbing or stumping of trees. Stumps are to remain in place. The uh, conditions. The conditions um, Will, uh, will the following conditions will apply to set approval as noted in uh, Walter Artis's memo, which include a trees to be harvested within the proposed area of disturbance shall be dropped and hauled only. There shall be no land disturbance activities to include stumping or grubbing. B inspections will be conducted by the environmental director on a needed as needed basis based on consultation with the applicant's representative. At such time, the applicant has completed the proposed activities, a final site inspection shall be conducted by the environmental director and a representative for the applicant. C, satisfaction of comment number four herein, RE, the restoration bond. And D, the applicant shall notify Dutchess County Department of Public Works, DCDPW, and the Town of Pauling Superintendent of Highways of the vehicular traffic associated with the hauling of timber from the site. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll second that motion. Um, all those in favor of the motion? Aye. 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 Okay. Uh, Jay, read the next motion, which is to recommend the town I'll board. I'll make a motion to recommend the town board, Quaker Valley Farm, post a performance bond the amount of $7,500 for the timber harvesting environmental permit with the town of Pauling. Uh, do I have a second? I'll second it. We have a second for Mark. All those in favor? Aye. 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 Okay. So that's that's that. Ne the next item on the agenda is uh, Matthew Geglio, and it's for an ESCO release. Uh, the property is located at 125 Harmony Road. A letter from Matthew Geglio dated January 11, 2022, was received requesting the ESCO balance on the amount of $354.95 for release. The project has been completed, and no outstanding fees are owed. I'll entertain a motion to recommend to the town board the release of the escrow. I'll make a motion. Go ahead. Correct. Make the motion? Yes. <laughs> okay. I'll make the motion um, to recommend to the town board to uh, release uh, the escrow balance in the amount of $354.95 to Matthew Gaglio. It has been confirmed by the secretary, Joanne Daly, that no remaining fees are owed. It's been seconded. We have a second. Second, right? Yes. Greg seconded. Yeah. Greg seconded. Okay. So all those in favor? Aye. 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 Okay. Um, this time uh, we'll do the approval of the minutes. Uh, approval of the minutes of January 18, 2022. Do I entertain a motion for that? I'll make a motion to approve the minutes of January 18, 2022. All those, yes. A second. We have a second. All those in favor? Aye. Aye. Okay. Um, any new business? Anybody want to discuss any new business? No. Um, okay. No. I'll entertain a motion to adjourn. Motion to adjourn. Oh, so, uh, oh. what, what are we doing about the Facebook and being live? Uh, well, we have to ask our attorney that. Um, there was some concern, Mike, about the Facebook. Uh, integration uh, of some of the planning board members is planning board in general and also of course the town board but 